righteousness, um, what it brings for us. And so today I'm going to take you through some of the biblical reasons why some of the things that we do what we do. So at the end of this, I plan to be able to walk you through some things um, and so that you can do that in your quiet time. Some of the things that we already do here that I try to lead you through, but I just want to give you a foundation of why we do what we do, right? Um, and so you can have some biblical understanding of why it's important to release these things that you don't need. Why it's important to dig in. Why it's important to turn your affections towards Him. Why those things are important. And here is the understanding of this righteousness that we have been given. If we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we get to stand in front of Him boldly, uninterrupted, presence with Him. Right? No sin conscious any longer. Right? And so in Hebrews 5.13, we are told, if we want to grow into maturity, we've got to get this revelation of what? Righteousness. We should be going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. As deep cries out to deep, we should be going deeper. Right? And so we are, it's, it's never ending either, by the way. Like, he is inexhaustible. And so we just keep going and going after him deeper and deeper. And the, and the basis of this is understanding that righteousness. Because if we think and have that sin consciousness, we are not going to approach that. And so in that, we get this relationship. In fact, in Romans chapter 4 and then chapter 5, it talks about this is how we reign in life. It's through righteousness, right? And so we get to go to Him in intimacy because of the righteous standing that we now have. Madame Guyon, which if you get into some of her books, um, I got one at the house, and, and it is um, like she goes into deep stuff about spiritual intimacy. Um, Hannah, I don't know if you ever got any of her stuff, but you should if you have it. Uh, get you a copy of one of her books and like send it to, uh, I mean, when you go to California, get into some deep stuff with her. It'd be good. Um, old saint, um, mystic type person. Uh, but this is one of the things that she said. Your spirit instructs your soul. Since God is more present deep within you, He must be sought within. He must be enjoyed there. Where's the kingdom? Within. Therefore, from the very beginning, you find great joy in knowing that your Lord is within you and that you can find him and you can enjoy him in your inmost being that's all the time that's not a church service right i think um we said that before it's like four percent like if you went to church every day of your life on average if you lived an average lifespan that would only consist of like four percent of your life so if that's the only time you're trying to get intimacy, you ain't going very deep. You're in the shallows, right? Yeah. You're in the shallows. We want to go deep. This is for you every day of your life. You're invited into this deep, cries out to deep relationship. So turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Ephesians 3, verse 14. So I kneel... Humbly in all before the Father of our Lord Jesus the Messiah. You want to think about that. Think about when we were singing those songs and we were thinking about that alabaster box. And we talked about, we talk about reverence, right? The holy fear of the Lord is that awe, that awe-inspiring that we are being able to be in that presence, right? That we didn't deserve to be in that presence, but He made us and made a way so we could be in that presence, that we don't have to stand far, far, far away and hide behind the fig tree, but we get to actually be in His presence. And, and Paul is saying, I get to kneel humbly in all of this presence. So I don't picture Paul taking his time when he is speaking with God as something nonchalant. Like he realizes, dude, look at the presence I'm in. Right? We can't treat it as common. We've been going through this book about honor, about honor, right? And one of the definitions that we learned about honor through the Bible is to not treat as common. And we do that often. When we get familiar with something, we want to treat it as common. 
And, and Paul's saying, don't come like that. Like, I'm coming all like, I can't believe I get to be here, but I'm here. Like, I ain't going to say, I can't believe I, I get to be there, but I'm going to still stay over there. Like, he says, I can't believe I get to be here, but I'm here. You see what I'm saying? And in that presence, the perfect Father of every father, child in heaven and on earth, and I pray that He would do what? Unveil within you. Meaning, take the blinders off. Take the blinders off and you get to see what's really in here. And what's really in here? I have taken out the heart of stone and placed within you a heart of flesh where I live. We're just saying. What's in the building you want to feel? It's my heart. And Paul's saying, you've got to get this revelation of what's deep within you. I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your what being? Innermost. See, it's all about what? The kingdom's where? In the end. Innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Then, so once that happens... Then there's another step. See, I told you, it just—it never stops. It just keeps going and going deeper and deeper. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be what? Released. The life of Christ will be released in you. The life of Christ. Not just a name that has become common to us who go to church. The life of Christ, the life blood, His very source, His very life. Right? I was doing some studying this past week, and hopefully I, I'm, I'm trying to, to study it a little bit more before I break it out. But one thing that, that I do want to bring out right now is this. When wine experts can taste wine, did you know that they can actually tell what field it comes from, what country it comes from? Like obvious when we look at it, we could tell if it was a red grape or a white grape or a green grape, right? We could tell that. We're not a wine expert, but we can know that part. So when they can taste all of those notes and they can tell you exactly where it comes from, they can tell you if it was a drought in the region, they can tell you if it was a flood in the region, they can tell you all these things by just a little sip of the wine. It all started on a vine that was a grape, right? So they are drinking and tasting the history of that grape. Guess what you're doing when you drink in Christ Jesus' blood? It is His life source, the very history of His DNA, everything that He was, everything that He is. You consume and you taste and have seen. The Bible says taste and see that He is so good. And so you get to consume the very history and the very DNA of who He really is. And he says, by constantly using that faith, believing that, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Again, where is it? Inside. And the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Not based on anything you did. Not based on anything that you're trying to do because it can't come from that. It says the faith and then the resting place of Him is where all that's going to be drawn from. Then look at verse 18. Then. (laughs) Notice how he just, every paragraph. Then. 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 Why? Because it keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It does not stop. So if you think you've tasted all of the Lord, you're wrong. You think you had a good time at a conference one time. That's not the end. You think you had a good Sunday morning. The last two, two or three Sunday mornings have been legit, boy. Like, they have been on fire, going deep. Like, I ain't even preached. <laughs> because it's just, we're going deeper, right? And those were good. But we don't want to hang out there. We want to go what? To the next level. We want to keep going deeper and deeper, deeper. Verse 18, then you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. That means I'm going in and out of this realm into another realm. All his dimensions. 
Think about that. Think about when Jesus shows up after the resurrection. They're like, is that you? I mean, I don't know, like, can I touch you? Right? Then, like they think he's a ghost and all those kinds of things, but then he hangs out with the boys on the side of the lake, cooks some fish. So he still has this resurrected body. Maybe ghost-like at first, but it also still human-like. Why? Because the Word has become flesh and dwells here among us. And it is in and out of both dimensions. And He says we get to experience Him in all the dimensions when? Right now. It's available. But notice, two paragraphs before that says this will operate through faith. It will only continue to this level through faith if you, what? Believe it. You think that's all just uh, not for me? Then it's not going to be because you don't have faith to receive it. That's why the religious couldn't receive him in this in their very presence. They didn't have the faith to receive it. Then you will experience and discover what every holy experience is of great magnitude, astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate, far reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. He included you on the cross. Where was God? He was in Christ, reconciling the world, the cosmos, back to Himself. All-inclusive, bringing it all back so that all things can become brand new. Endless love. Beyond measurement. Remember I said, it keeps going. That transcends our understanding. Right? But I don't understand how that can happen. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. When he says he'll give you a peace that transcends understanding, to get the peace, you've got to let go of the understanding. But we want to hold on to the understanding. Why, God? Why, God? Why, God? Why? Because we live in the intellectual period where we've got to puff up our minds instead of building our spirit man up. See, it doesn't make sense to speak in tongues. It doesn't make sense to do those kind of things. But that's where you build your faith man up is what the Bible says. So you've got to let go of understanding so that you can experience the Spirit of God. Right? You remember whenever Paul says that about... Like, this is just so much on my mind because I've been studying a lot the last couple of weeks. But you remember when Paul talks about... Um, don't get drunk with wine, right? He didn't say don't drink it. He said don't get drunk with it. The word there actually means don't don't give don't give yourself over to it. But instead, be filled. Meaning, instead, don't give yourself over to it. Meaning, let it take control of you. But instead, give yourself over and let it take control of you. What the Holy Spirit? We can learn a lot from drinking wine. Kind of mirrors the spirit realm of the bliss, the joy that we, and the life source that we are to experience. Whole another sermon. Psalms one hundred three. Psalm one hundred three. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my what kind of being? My what? Innermost being. I bow and wonder and love before you, the holy God. Now, Paul says, when I come to him, I'm coming what? Bowing in awe. Like, I can't believe this. This is so awesome. This is so great. I don't belong here, but bro, I am here. Like, he is excited. He's in awe. Like, he just, I can't believe it, right? It's kind of like me and Eli this summer. We got to go to LSU Stadium. We got to go, like, down up under there. We got to go to, like, the locker room, see all that stuff. We got to hit the wind bar at the top, you know, on the way out. Then we got to walk out onto the turf. And it was just like, oh, I can't believe we're here, bro. This is so awesome. And then we go to God to pray. Be like, all right, God, thank you for the day. See you later, boss. Bye. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? See where we place honor? Treat as common. And he says, man, I go to him every time in that atmosphere that I just can't believe I'm here. I cannot believe it. And Psalm, David is saying here, he says, with my innermost being, that's how I'm doing that. Like, physically, I might get down on my hands and knees. However, your posture needs to be physically. But he says, innermost being, that's the posture that I'm thinking about all the time. Because I can still get on my knees and on my face and my heart still not be in the right posture. You see what I'm saying? So I've got to innermost being, I've got to let go of the world, and in my innermost being, I am in awe of who I'm in the presence with. And then he says, Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? Right? What did we sing a while ago? You and I, we got history. Man, like, you don't have history unless you've been there with him and he's brought you through. And he's brought you through some of those times and so you know he's faithful. You know he is good. You can tell about his goodness. You kiss my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with what? Good things. Every good, Hannah said a while ago, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. You've supercharged my life. Why? So that I can soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. And we're just going to stop right there. I just want you to see the all that He has for God, for His Father. And it starts where? In the innermost being. Turn over to Proverbs 20. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Chapter 20, verse 27. The Spirit God breathed into man is like a living lamp, a shining light. Now listen to this. Searching the what? Innermost chambers. That means you can't go no further inside. Like the deepest, deepest deep of a man. He's there. With what? Light. What does light do? It illuminates and it drowns out the what? The darkness. Right? John 7, 38. John chapter 7, verse 38. Believe in me. Why? So that rivers of living water will burst out from where? within you flowing from your what being innermost being just like the scripture says meaning i'm just reminding you what i've been trying to tell you this whole time right jesus reminding us revelation 320 revelation 3 verse 20 Behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your what's open? Heart is open to hear my voice. You open the door where? Within. I will come in to you and feast with you and you will feast with me. It's where? Within. Within. He's wanting to have these conversations where? Within. He's wanting to... Let you enter into a realm of bliss, Paul says. Where? Starts where? Within. Why? So it can do what? It don't just stay there. So it can what? It can bubble up and overflow. Right? It can bubble up and overflow. Song of Solomon. 
Children, close your ears. <laughs> Song of Solomon 5. Song of Solomon chapter 5, verse 1. I have gathered you from your heart, my equal bride. I have, notice he said, my equal bride. Ooh, that means so as so as he is, you are in this world. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> as as he is now, so are we in this world. Right? So what did he just say? Come to me, my what? Equal my bride. I have gathered from my garden all my sacred spices, even my myrrh. I have tasted and enjoyed my wine within you. You see, when I was doing this, this was the one I was going to do like three, four, twelve Sundays ago when I ain't got preaching yet. But this is where, when I was reading this, this sent me on a whole nother journey searching that about the wine. I have tasted and enjoyed my wine within you. I have tasted with pleasure my pure milk and my honeycomb, which, which you yield to me. I delight in gathering my sacred spice, all the fruits of my life. I have gathered where? From within you, my paradise garden. Didn't we just sing that also? Come into your garden and take delight in me. That's straight from the Song of Solomon. Come, all my friends, feast upon my bride, all you revelers of my palace. Feast on her, my lovers. Drink and drink and drink again until you can take no more. Drink the wine of her love. Take all you desire, you priests. My life, where? Within her will become your feast. So, St. John of the Cross, many, many years ago, in the 300s, he wrote this poem. Um, you can go check it out. It's a, it's a longer poem, so I'm not going to read it to you. But it does talk about this angel comes to this man. This man's in, in like just bad distress, and, and he's just needing. He's praying to God, asking for someone to come help him. And this angel comes along, leads him to this forest. And so they start journeying through this forest. And as they're going through this forest, the angel stops at this place and says, Start digging here. And when he starts digging there, he, found, he finds this buried treasure. And in there, he discovers who he really is, right? And so then he takes that poem and he points it back to us, saying that we, in our garden, he's placed us there and says, start digging. To go deeper and deeper and deeper. And so from that, in Matthew chapter 13, go ahead and just turn there. Matthew 13, because I don't want to misquote it, but Matthew 13, verse 44. It says, Heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, he hid it again because of uncovering such treasure. He was overjoyed. He sold all he possessed to buy the entire field so that he could have the treasure. The treasure is already within you. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But see, we, our field that we want to display to the world and we want to hold on to, we have not found that this treasure is more important than the things we want to hold on to. Jesus says in the end, we talked about this Wednesday night, Jesus says in the end, He says, think about Lot's wife. What did she want to do? She wanted to hold on to all her worldly belongings. See, when you... We think about Sodom, we think about Gomorrah, we think about, oh, that's a terrible place and it's destroyed by fire. But see, in her time, for thousands, like for a couple thousand years, it had been like the place. The land flowing that they were just like, it is lush. It is everything. Kind of like they could have anything they wanted like in America, Right? And they were caught up with their worldly way of life, with their everyday life, their houses, their gardens, their lands, their, their, their living on the increase of the land. And he says, don't turn around, meaning don't hold on to it. But you have to let that go. And see, there's a treasure within you. And he's asked you to let go of the understanding, let go of the things you want to hold on to, let go of the things you don't understand, sell it all, get rid of it to find 
the treasure within, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So there are layers. I want you to think about it this way. That book you're reading right now, he has some ways of, of, of um, talking about different layers and he calls them certain things, but this is just the way it helps me think about it is the surface layer. And I talk about that a lot, right? Your surface layer is just like what's on your mind all the time, right? We talk about your subconscious. Most of the decisions you make every day is your subconscious layer. It's just what we're living out of. It's like the day-to-day things, right? We, most of us, a lot of us in this room got kids or grandkids or some kind of late way of life that we're thinking about. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done, right? I got four kids going four different directions. So, so we're constantly thinking about what we got to do with them. But I'm also constantly thinking, like I woke up at 430 this morning. The first thing that was on my mind at 430 this morning was how I needed to fix this situation at school tomorrow. We got these things going in our mind, which is about just life, day-to-day life. Just and Satan loves to keep us on this spinning wheel of life so that we never get to the deeper understanding things of life. See, there's a deeper level after that surface level, which is the cares of life, like your aspirations, like, um, like the things that um, our career, right? So like that surface level was just a situation at school that I want to get done. But like the next level, like the cares of life is I care about my job. So I want to try to do what's right for the people at my job. Right. So that's like a deeper care. It's like I care about my children and the decisions that they're making. Right. So I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about life. But then there's where the deep cries out to deep. And it's these eternal things like we talked about the other day about faith. Hope and love, right? And the greatest of these are love. Those are eternal things. Things that are going to last. Things that are going to matter. And in those things, it's just like a patient who just got told, you got 10 days to live. What are they going to do? They're going to do the most that is important to them. They're going to talk all the people that they love. If they're still physically able to, they're going to try to go see the Grand Canyon or whatever, right? Something that they wanted to do. Something that was deep down inside of them. But it is some deep innermost part of their being where they start thinking about the eternal things. Because now, it don't matter about their day-to-day life. They're wanting to know what impact are they leaving behind and what impact are they taking with them on this next level. And that's where deep cries out to deep. So do we see people entering into that realm on this side of heaven? You better believe it. Tell somebody they're about to die. What they're going to do? They're going to start searching deep within. Right? So we know how to do it. We just wait till the wrong time to finally do it. And He has called us to do this daily get into this innermost eternal realm place. What is the eternal realm place? What did Jesus say it was? To know the Father and know Him intimately. That's where the eternal is. And He's called us to live in that every single day. So, can we access it? You better believe it. We just don't want to wait till a funeral before we decide to think about it. That's why we say a lot as preachers, we say a lot of important things. Like I don't, I try not to preach very long at funerals. And I just want to preach very simplistically and something you can hold on to. Because for a brief moment, your heart has been ripped open and you're able to see within. And I want to put some kind of seed that I can into that heart that can take root but the problem is we as Christian people shouldn't wait till it's a funeral before our heart is open we are called daily to cultivate our hearts and to prepare our hearts to be good soil so that it can be open to all the things that Christ has for us so 1 Peter 5 verse 7 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Pour out all your worries and stress where? On Him. And then do something else. What? Leave them. (laughs) He said, do what? Pour them out and leave them there. Don't pick them back up. 
for he always tenderly cares for you. Now, this is not part of my message today. I just want you to see where this, where this passage, this very verse, somebody read the next verse to me. Brent scared. Somebody else do it. I'll go ahead. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around consistently like a roaring lion looking for its prey to the Do you see what this verse is tied to? Did you? The enemy wants to do what to you? Devour you. He says, release these stresses, these cares. Pour it out on him and leave it there. Why? Because you need to be well balanced because there is an enemy ready to take you out. And if he can keep you busy on the everyday day to the life, you are missing the eternal weight day to day. We may be getting a lot of things done, but most of those lot of things that we're doing are going to burn up in the fire. And they hold no eternal weight. And He's calling us, take these stresses, these things that are coming to you every day, these worries that you have, leave them here. Because i got something else that I need you to accomplish in me. But we just got to leave it. I only pour it out. Don't pick it back up. And so from that place is a place of surrender. And that's why a lot of times I'm walking around this room and I'm telling you, before we go anywhere further, you release anything you brought into this room. Hadn't I told you that a million times? Why do I tell you that? 1 Peter 5, 7. Because you can't go deeper until you do this part. Because you're carrying that. So it's on the surface. Until you get the surface opened up, you can't go to the next level. You, didn't we start that in Ephesians? He says, do this, and then you can do this, and then you can do this, right? He's wanting to take you deeper and deeper and deeper. Right? I think it's John Eldridge's book and, uh, that we've read before about how to pray. He said there's a way things work, and there's a th- way things don't work. <laughs> right? You're not just going to go deeper because you sit there. You're not going to go deeper just because you go to church. You're not going to go deeper just because you turn your radio on 88.7 instead of 5.9 and listen to Cody Mac in the morning. I can go deeper all day and still listen to Cody Mac all day. Because it's not about my radio station. It's about what I'm doing with this right here. So then we turn to Psalm 103 to where we just read earlier where we're in that place of awe. Just like Paul started out in Ephesians, I'm in awe of Him. So I release my anxieties and I leave them there. Then what do I do? I turn my affection to Him. And as I turn my affection to Him, if you were here Wednesday night, how many of you God spoke to you Wednesday night? Raise your hand if you were here. Like you physically saw something in the spiritual realm? Yeah? Alright. And you heard a voice in the spiritual realm? Awesome. How did we start that night? We first cast our cares first. Then we turned our affections to Him. And then we listened and watched and learned. That's what we're about to do in just a minute. Go to 1 Corinthians 2. We're almost done. 1 Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2, verse 10. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by how? The Spirit. Yes, He has revealed to us His what? Inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly, notice He doesn't stop, explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts 
and His secrets are only fully understood by His Spirit, the Spirit of God. And so His Spirit is constantly in that three-part being, in that great circle dance of perichoresis, as they are great circle dance together. And the Spirit is searching the deepest, most inner parts of the Father. And then He wants to do what? He wants to bring them to your most deepest inner parts of your Spirit. And He wants to let it just take flight there. Like that's the offer on the table. But some of us have closed our valve off. And it's time to open it back up. Last verse, Romans 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us. <laughs> Spirit does what? He takes hold of you in our human frailty to empower us in our weaknesses. For example, at times, we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit, you know what we get caught up in a lot of times? James says we, we, a lot of times we don't receive because we're asking amiss. But you know what? A lot of times that surface level stuff that we're supposed to just drop off at his feet, a lot of times we're praying about those things. More, even more concerned about those things than the eternal things. And he already told you how to take care of those things. He said, drop them off my feet. Seek me first in my righteousness. All that will be taken care of. Because i got time I've invited you that's going to be greater than those things you worry about. For don't worry about tomorrow, for it will take care of itself. But we're holding on. We're holding on. We want to hold on to Sodom. We want to hold on to Gomorrah instead of Lego. But the Holy Spirit rises up with where? Within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Sometimes you just get to sit there and commune. You ain't got to say anything and, and you'll have heard a lot. If anybody has ever been there before, you know what I'm talking about. You'll wake up and think you've been out for three or four hours and it was only like two minutes. But you got downloads upon downloads that you, all of a sudden you got things that you knew that you never knew before and it happened just like that. And you never had to say a word. You just got in the presence. So let's do it. Let's just close your eyes. So the first thing we're going to do, we're just going to ask Holy Spirit, just like this Word says, we're going to ask Holy Spirit to help us as we pray. To help us descend into those depths of our innermost being where Abba resides. I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, you can just whisper this to yourself or you can say it out loud. The Holy Spirit... Direct me now. For I know you search the deep things of God. And I know you reside in me. So Holy Spirit, begin to reveal truth to me. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you take me deeper into the deep things that are lying within my heart. Where you are, where you reside, that you begin to reveal who you really are and who I really am. Father, I confess that I hold on to things of this world, But I'm asking now for you to help me 
let go. My concerns for this life, and then you just may have to name them. What's on your heart now? What are your major concerns right now that you constantly have going over and over in your mind? Name it out. Lay it down. And just say, Father, I want to lay it down. And I need your supernatural strength to help me not pick it back up again. For I want to seek you first. And I want to seek your kingdom. To take me deeper. Just begin to repeat, Papa, I long for your presence. Abba, I long for your presence. Teach me how to commune with you there. Teach me how to commune with you. Teach me how to enter in beyond the veil that you've already ripped open that there is not there. But for whatever reason in my life, I pretend that there is a veil there and I don't go past it. So help me take that first step. Help me be like Revelation 3. To open the door. You've been knocking a long time. And I just open the door. When you do that, you may feel a rush all of a sudden on the inside of you. It's okay. It's Him. You may begin to feel this nervous feeling deep within. It's okay. He's, he's there. Some of you may begin to feel a burning down deep. It's okay. He's the light. He's the fire of God. Some of you just may begin to laugh because you're overjoyed. For some of you, I feel like you can't get past the first part of laying those things down. It's okay. Where he's patient and long-suffering with you. And he says, won't you just, won't you let me help you do this? Let him take you by the hand. And let him take you deeper. wants to teach us that every day we got to wake up and we have a test that we got to take and we're worried that we're going to fail it. But what Papa has taught us through Christ is that he tapped us on the shoulder and he said, get out of the chair, son. I'm taking the test for See, a lot of things that we're trying to do on our own, He's already provided. He's already done for us through the cross. We're just not taking rest in it. Don't ever think you're deep enough. Keep asking. He says you have not because you ask not. Something about surrender. Something about physically in our posture as we just release that. 
begin to sense in our spiritual realm a surrender and an openness. in this room. I mean, you think about Revelation 3.20 and He says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And He asks you to open that door. And the picture I just got is for some of us, including myself. Just wanna, we open the door. When we open the door, we stand propped up against the facing of the door where he's still out in the hall. We say, if you got something to say, say it right now. See, the Father is not to come to knock on your door to be treated like that. But he is so much more worthy than that that we invite him in so you wanted to sit at the table at your house and feast with you there a place of intimacy a place of spending time a place of preparation a place of enjoyment a place of conversation a place of laughter a place of being able to share those things that are on your heart, a place to belong. So for some of us, maybe we need to just reach out physically and open the door, but then we need to back up and let Him in. Just picture yourself back up, let Him in. times last couple Sundays just laying hands on people and seeing breakthrough. There's nothing like a touch from God in the innermost being. He wants to take you to the secret place to mark you so that He can mark you for out there. And that goes beyond the laying of hands. That's an intimate experience that no one can take away from you. And He's invited to let you have those things every day. We are going to take some time. If you just want to reach your hand towards Hannah. I know we prayed over a Wednesday night, but we want to do it again. One of the things I spoke over Hannah Wednesday night was, I said, Hannah, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but as I closed my eyes, uh, I, I said, I don't ever know if you've ever seen this music, uh, movie, uh, The Sound of Music. But all of a sudden, I saw you replaced in the hills of our life with the sound of music. And so that night, I sent her, I don't know if you ever watched that or not. I said, so I sent her the words to the song, which was, I just want to read that real quick. So that was the word that I had for her. And I don't know where it came from other than I do know where it came from, but. So I sent her a picture. 
That's the sound of music. That's what I saw her just dancing, you know? <laughs> and so this is what the words say. The hills are alive with the sound of music. And I had already spoken over her that there was a frequency already coming out of her, but there's going to be a new frequency as she goes out um, that's going to be released out of her. It says the hills are alive with the sound of music. With songs they have sung for a thousand years. Wow. Like we've been singing these songs. Like there's angels that sit around the throne. That, that's, that's their job. Wow. Right? <laughs> and the hills fill my heart with the sound of music. My heart wants to sing every song that it hears. Because there's going to be a release on the inside of you. As you hear those things, it's going to be released out of you. So that it influences people. My heart wants to beat like the wings of the birds that rise from the lake to the trees. My heart wants to sigh like a chime that flies from a church on a breeze. So you're that sounding board out there, right? To laugh like a brook when it trips and falls over stones on its way. To sing through the night like a lark who is learning to pray. I go to the hills when my heart is lonely. I know I will hear what I've heard before. My heart will be blessed with the sound of music, and I will sing once more. Oh, Jesus, receive it. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for Hannah and for what you're doing in her life. God, for all the things that you've already done in her life, the things you've already brought her through. She has a history with you, and we thank you for that. So, Father, we just declare make our pathway straight. Thank you. Place your arms and your angels all around her, guide her steps, keeping her safe from all harm, from all evil, all situations. Thank you. And empower her. Jesus. As that heart for the lost continues to break for the lost, that a sound is released in her that brings healing to the nations. not just in song but through her words and her lifestyle Yes, Jesus.